Well, some people have to work, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I got away from the booth. You know what they say for about 20 minutes. If you enjoy what you do, you never work in a day in your life. Well, even if you enjoy what you do, you still work. Trust me. <laughs> I know. I'll tell you what. Thank you, everybody, for joining us again. We're Guardians MH Podcast. Joe is live from PAX. <laughs> I am, and I'm very tired, so you got to forgive me because that opening I am, was terrible. <laughs> and I am not live from PAX due to Canadian passports. <laughs> this is true, sadly. Just like uh, Doc Goku said, uh, this is going to be actually our PAX East episode. We have no guests on tonight, and it's going to be a little bit shorter episode and a little bit different Uh we're just going to be talking about Paxis, what's going on, what's going on in gaming media right now, but also a topic that is really, I think, important for talking about attending conventions and this and that. And one of those topics is actually social anxiety. Uh, and you don't have to suffer from social anxiety to get social anxiety in large crowded places like a Pax East convention. You know, of there's that a size lot of, of people there. Exactly. I mean, you're people, pretty crammed like sardines. <laughs> absolutely. And it's great to have, uh, take the opportunity to walk around the perimeter where there's less people It's still congested. It's going to be a lot of people and it can really wear on somebody and they could be, you know, unprepared for that. So it's really great to, uh, you know, talk about that a little bit more and understand it more. But also another one is convention etiquette is what a lot of people uh, just forget. Some people get to a convention and they go crazy and, you know, they tend to, some people tend to act a little bit not appropriately that they should in large crowds and this and that. So it'd be nice to just touch on, you know, convention etiquette and, you know, social anxiety and, that way, everybody can enjoy the you know a convention all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, before we do that, what's everybody been playing? Alan, what have you been playing lately, bud? I actually, I'm still playing that uh, mobile Star Trek game, but I actually uh, went on Steam and picked up The Witcher and The Witcher Two because they were relatively Ooh. inexpensive, and started playing through that and. The combat system on The Witcher is a little wonky, I gotta say. Um, it has very you, RPG. Yeah, it has you point and click with the mouse to attack. Like you don't get to pick different attacks or anything. That's just you point and click, and there's an icon that you have to look for to time your attacks to chain them. It's incredibly strange. And your right, your right click is spells. It's Weird, but I'm really liking it. The story is top notch, and I'm only through the first town so far. So, cool. I need to get back into The Witcher Three. Um, Yeah, two playlists. What you been playing, Doc? Uh, I haven't had a lot of time to play a lot of things. I have been dabbling here and there. So I I picked up uh, Division Two on PC because it came out for like super cheap. My man. So so I'm gonna be playing that a little bit. 
hopped onto some Destiny 2 tonight a little bit. I uh, did my first legendary uh, run of the Sundial. And just playing a bit of PS4 games that I've kind of dusting off. So like Battlefront 2, um, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, kind of trying to get through that story. But lately I've been kind of watching movies. Hmm. I know I've been on a movie kick lately, so I'm kind of working through my backlog of movies that I've watched, but haven't watched in a long time. Really? Give me an example, just real quick. Uh, I watched the um, Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2 over the wow. weekend. That <laughs> is like, a backlog. <laughs> Holy crow. Because wow. I hadn't watched them in so long, and they came on sale for like 10 bucks for both on on iTunes. It's like I think you got eh. ripped off. Well, well, they're not bad. They're the, no, the they're 4K. not bad, but they've been out for... Oh, that's why they were so expensive. Yeah, they're the, you know, yeah, they're yeah. the, the 4K versions. Of, eh, might well, as well you could go on YouTube and watch those for free right now, probably, mm-hmm. because they're like... I think they're both over about 15 years old, aren't they, at least? Oh, something like that. They're bad Boys 2 is still one of, one of my, like, up-there movies. It was classic for its time. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely cool. Uh, no, that's awesome. Uh, Nate, what have you been playing? Uh, I managed to get a, a little bit of Destiny 2 in over, uh, you know, finished off the Iron Banner stuff. Uh, haven't been able to log on this week yet. So, but yeah, we, I, I, we got stuff to talk about when we get to the gaming section later, right? Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> that announcement yesterday? <laughs> the announcement today. What announcement today? Uh, what was what was the yeah? We'll we'll get to it in gaming. Let's oh, okay. We'll, we'll save it. We'll yeah, because wait. I've been at PAX all day, so I, I I have no idea what is transpired outside of those four walls. Uh, besides me being places I'm not supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that yep. on the DL. <laughs> we will. Uh, but it worked out perfect, and I, I wouldn't change that experience for anything. Um, no, but uh. Uh, I'm on vacation this week, actually, so uh, I had the opportunity to unwind throughout the weekend and through into Wednesday. So I actually jumped on some Destiny almost every day, uh, every night, and uh, I <laughs> didn't get to wrap up Iron Banner, but I really had a lot of fun uh, just running through PvP because it re-energized the community with the, you know, uh, trials announcement coming back. So a lot of people were jumping into that. Uh, jumping back into PvP. Did you get PvP. your uh, savior title yet? No. I I still need to do a legendary run and like 15 bounties for Saint 14 to get it. Okay. I just need to do my, um, my badge. <laughs> to be honest, the, the uh, requirements for this, this season's badge wasn't bad at all. No, I still need to do like the the PVP and the, the crucible weapon. And mm. that should pretty much get it for me. Yeah. That, uh, I think last season was more difficult just because they incorporated the raid mm-hmm. and that raid was if, you know, first time through, that was kind of rough, but no, awesome. Yeah. Um, why don't we dive right into our topics? All right. Sure. Yeah. So with social anxiety, uh, like you mentioned, you don't, need to suffer from a clinical social anxiety to just feel anxious in a social setting. So in a big crowd, just being in that size of crowd, it can 
make you feel uncomfortable. You're in a large convention center. It's uh, somewhere you may have not been before. You may not know where the exits are. It can be overwhelming with the amount of people, the lights, the sounds, the smells. It, It can start to feel rather claustrophobic in a very large environment. And we know that the more things get stuffy. So a a big convention center, the air will tend to get stuffy. That can lead to you hyperventilating and that hyperventilating lead to anxiety or a panic attack. So it's important to understand to breathe. I know everyone's excited about being at the convention, but breathe, take your time. And when you start feeling that things may be getting too much, it's okay to just leave the convention center and come back. One good thing is PAX is at Boston. It's cold outside. Just going outside will help calm you down. Yes, it's cold. Yes, it's uncomfortable. But it engages what's called the mammalian diving reflex. So that will help. Know that there's a lot of people. People will be pushing and shoving. Take your time. You will have the chance to see everything you want to. You don't need to do it all on the first day. Pace yourself. Don't feel that you're missing out if you're not able to see everything that you want on the first day. Okay, some people may just be there for one day. Try to prioritize the things that you want to do. But if you can't get to everything, it's okay. So you were on the show floor today, Joe, mainly at the booth. What did you notice about anxiety and kind of the the environment? Uh, Generally, people seem to keep that in mind, but you definitely ran across people, uh, especially on the show floor, very congested. uh, If you've seen pictures, you could definitely see people getting very anxious being so close to other people and then also trying to get out of the crowds and people cutting them off, running into, you know, people like dead ends and not being able to get out. You see people, you you can see them emotionally starting to get frantic. And the only thing that I was able to do was just stop walking and kind of create a hole for them to, to get through. And just acknowledge them that they're, you know, you know, allowing them to get through to to ha- to get to a place that is more open to them. But uh, it was uh, we had a few people visit the booth that were actually uh, suffering from uh, social anxiety today, and uh, a couple people were actually overcoming their anxiety with coming to a convention. Mm-hmm. Uh, they always had good they, exposure. It was, and they had past experiences with uh, not being able to go to places like concerts and conventions and enjoy those sort of things, uh, events, because of how they react in large crowds. And they stepped out of their comfort zone and actually came this year. And they, you could see just how much stress was in them, but just how much, how proud they were of themselves that they were there. And it was just great to share in that with them, acknowledging, you know, how proud they should be for, for being there and mm-hmm. being a part of it this year. And uh, Saturday will be the worst day because yeah. it's completely it's sold out. So make sure that you're drinking copious amounts of water, <laughs> making sure that you're really well hydrated 
making sure that you're stopping for food, that you're taking rest breaks, that you get enough sleep. Um, there's a lot of things that are going to happen at PAX that you may not be able to attend. So setting your expectations at a attainable level may help you feel that you're not missing out. If you want to go to 15 booths, try 30 games, and attend three parties, that may not be doable. I see Alan over there taking notes. (laughs) (laughs) Pace yourself and try to set those realistic expectations. If you can do more, great. You've overachieved. But try to set those expectations so you don't get discouraged and then try to rush through things right at the end. Right. Uh, We mentioned the etiquette. Uh, Try to be cognizant of the people around you. Uh, If you know that that people may be uh, more anxious, try to kind of give them some room. Uh, Don't kind of step right, right behind them. Get a few feet behind them to give them that type of of room so they can feel that they're not so suffocated. For a lot of people, uh, it's going to be very hot. So like I mentioned, drink a lot of water. Also make sure to wear deodorant. Mm. And bring a deodorant with you. Just because it is going to be hot. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's no way the AC system in the convention center is going to keep up with 20,000 people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's a huge one right there too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that can make others feel uncomfortable. That can make you feel uncomfortable as well. And when you feel uncomfortable, that can generate more stress and anxiety. Try not to drown yourselves in cologne or perfume because that's just going to, make it worse on the opposite spectrum. Yep. They, that can irritate the senses for people. Yeah. Then so like I, I mentioned, I'm, being, I'm super sensitive to, to florals and whatnot. So. so be cognizant of that as well, that certain people have senses that can be aggravated. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with the cosplayers. There's a lot of people that, that's going to cosplay, but even though they're cosplaying, doesn't mean that they are like a free for all for them. It's if you want to take a picture of them, go up, ask, be courteous. Uh, if they feel they are getting swarmed, they can feel stressed, anxious, and can feel very uncomfortable. Yes. And also if they say no, respect that and move on. And also, you know, respect their space as well, as long as uh, it's with other people at the convention, you know, you, if you, you want a hug from a cosplayer for because of their character or a kiss on the cheek or whatever, and they say no, do not force it. I mean, you're crossing a line. You know, mm-hmm. you got to respect people's boundaries and people's space. Because not every cosplayer there are professional cosplayers. Some of them are just regular people going to a convention just like you. They right. just they're, so happen they're not the attraction. To, no. They're just there just like you to enjoy the convention. They just wanted to dress up for the occasion. Yep. Yep. Very good one there. 
I don't know if anyone has anything else to add for for etiquette. Also, think before you ask, too. You know, don't just blurt something out because it might send the wrong signals. So ask, you know, think before you ask something to somebody or a cosplayer or another person. And also, um, oh, gosh, uh, main thing I, I, I want to just say, you know, recap on is just be considerate of other people's time. Don't hold somebody up for 45 minutes with a conversation in the middle of a crowded floor when they're trying to get somewhere. You know, so respect people's time and space. You know. But sorry, Alan, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, I was just going to say how being polite, just in general, it can go a mm-hmm. long way. If you don't know the person, it's a lot better to, you know, say please and thank you. It's just common courtesy. Yeah, because a lot of content creators will want to see their fans, will want to stop and talk. Just give it a chance. Don't rush it. But they're people too. Yep. There's so many ways to uh, get in contact with people after the fact too. Phone numbers, um, chats. If you can't get a hold of Mm -hmm. them, then be like, hey, can we talk on another platform later on? Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of them will kind of be open to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last, last year was my, uh, I went to uh, TwitchCon uh, down in San Diego because it's real close to me. And it was my first con as well. And, you know, thankfully I had a, a community I was meeting up with there, which that, that made things a little easier because I knew at least I had, you know, the, the, the family there. If, if, if people of reference. Sideways. Right, people of reference. Um, and yeah, I was, I was extremely anxious going there the first time cause I don't do well in crowds. Um, you know, I get, I get extremely anxious to the point where, you know, the, the elbows will go up and I'll run through a crowd just to try to get free. Um, and I found that for the most part from myself and from others around me, just communicating your intent was, was that, that does wonders for guys. I need to get outside. People will most, most of the time will make way for you. If someone comes up behind you and says, Hey, I need to get through, right. You, you don't have to be a, um, rude or gruff about it. Just com- clearly communicate your intent. If you're going, if you're meeting someone, you can clearly, you know, communicate your intent by reaching out a hand as opposed to going for the hug, you know, without mauling the person. And, and if you, if you go up for a hug and they give you a hand that, in, that, that communication is there. Right. Mm-hmm. And you respect that. No, so. that's, that's a good one too. Mm-hmm. No, I love it. And, and sometimes there, there will be some miscommunications mm-hmm. and that's fine. People are human. We make mistakes and it's okay. If you're making a mistake, just admit to it and say, you're sorry. Most people will be very understanding to that. Mm-hmm. Very good. And Enjoy the event. <laughs> exactly. It, it's yeah. there for fun. Why go if you're not going to have fun? Exactly. Well, some people have to work, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I got away from the booth. You know what they say. For about 20 minutes. If you enjoy what you do, you're never working a day in your life. Well, even if you enjoy what you do, you still work. Trust me. <laughs> I know. 
I'll tell you what. By the time I reached the sixth hour, whenever, like when people came into the diversity lounge to, you know, see all the organizations in there at PAX, uh, they would come in waves of like packs, not like a steady flow. It would just be like slammed and then nothing slammed and then nothing. And going six hours telling people, you know, uh, letting them know who we are. This is our first packs and you know, what we do, what we have and you know, who we are. So many times I, uh, I try and want to interact with so many people as possible because there are people waiting to get to your booth, you know, and cause they're waiting behind other people and you want to tell that next person, you know, give them as much of attention as you did the previous person. And by the time you get to the sixth hour, you're like, you, you have it down to like, Hey, Oh, hi, my name is Joan and guardians. I'm Asian. And you're trying to rifle it off as fast as possible to just get them the information. And I ended up like by the sixth hour, I was just like, blah, blah, blah. give me, forgive me. I can't talk anymore. It's been a long day. And <laughs> Brain mouth not working so good. Yep. Yep. But it's been a great experience so far. And I really can't wait until Alan comes there tomorrow. And uh, we have another person coming, flying in on Saturday to help us out too, which I know it is not going to be much help (laughs) because (laughs) it's his first packs as well. And him seeing pictures of the floor, he's going to be like at the booth. He's going to be like, okay. I'm going to go down to the floor. I'll be back. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that'll be it. And it'll be like, thankfully it'll be Sunday. So it'll be a little bit more calmer and he'll be riding back to, uh, you know, back to home with me. Cause he lives not far from me. Nice. So it's like, you know what? Go ahead. I've been here for a few days. Enjoy it. The bad thing I did realize today is, uh, one of the people that volunteered for our booth today met me at my hotel and they were outside like stupid early. Like they were very early. Like, Hey, I'm, I'm outside your hotel. I'm like, yep. You're like two hours early. Hope you like waiting outside. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you can come in, but I felt so rushed that I forgot my room key. I forgot my license. I forgot my bank card. I forgot the <sighs> correct uh, cards that got overnighted here, which still came out a little wrong, <laughs> which I'm going to have to talk to the printer about. And uh, I apologize to so many people today for one of our business cards on the back of it uh, has uh, resources on it that were cut off. So I have correct ones. I overnighted correct ones from home to here to the hotel. So we would have them Friday on and I opened them up like tonight and the, it's cut off on the top just a little bit. And it's like, man, does anybody proof these before they mail them out? And so now I got to call the printer and be like, okay, you know, third time's a charm and you mess this up. And it's the last time I'm printing with you with anything. So yeah, unfortunately I've never had an issue, you know, fortunately I've never had an issue in the past, but this was, it's a pretty big one. So, right. um, Yeah. But we'll we'll see. And you know what? Silver lining to everything. It's a great conversation piece to have with somebody at the booth. 
it's like, yeah, these are, you know, absolutely take the resources. But we met so many p- great people today and a lot of organizations and people uh, really want to work more with us. And it's really uh, heartwarming and just amazing to see, you know. It's exciting. It is. Mm-hmm. It is exciting. Uh, and there's so much cool stuff at PAX. Actually, let's just dive right into that. Thank you, Dr. Goku, for for touching on those uh, things and everybody for contributing to it because this is such a great conversation that uh, we all can share, you know, uh, etiquette with, you know, that we've experienced at conventions and this and that, that will pay it forward to other people going. But no, uh, let's go into some gaming news. Now, before we go into PAX and a couple of things that are going on there, Nate, you had something that you were going to say at the top of the show. What were you hinting at that was released? So everyone knows that Trials is coming back. Mm -hmm. And the community at large was very upset with one particular aspect of that. Do do we all remember what that is? Was it the the artifact power? Yep. Oh. Yeah. Luke Smith announced today that they are actually turning it off. They hurt us. Oh, that's good. Right? So they're just getting rid of the artifact? No, they're turning off the they're turning off the power level advantage. They're actually turning off all power level advantage in trials and iron banner until they can figure out a way to um make it a meaningful adjustment. Yeah, but it, it's not that big of a impact in like iron banner. Like well they're doing right. trials in the toe. Trials is going to be tough because you have to have that seven win streak. And when you start getting into those later matches, that's going to make a huge difference. Iron Banner, you, you, you play one match. Oh, I matched against a bunch of 990s and I'm a 965. Okay. Three minutes later, that match is over. I moved on. I get some better matchmaking. You're in a Trials card. That's a whole different thing. And you got, you know, Trials-specific rewards and pinnacles behind that. Yeah, yeah, certainly if that power level discrepancy is the difference between like a two-shot headshot and a three-shot headshot. Yeah. Right. Or even making minimizing your damage where you just, no matter what you do, no matter how much you outplay someone, you're just not going to take them down. Yeah, the tweet so, reads that they will be disabling the artifact for Iron Banner and Trials until they can implement some power cap feature. Right. Uh, and that was that was the right decision like that everyone that came out there i guess there was a reddit post on it that within its first few hours got over almost 1300 or 13,000 upvotes um and we had members of the community you know known commodities that came out also against it with their followings also chiming in behind it um and that was um Something that we really haven't seen from Bungie, while they do listen, they're very reactive. Um, you know, they have a vision in their head and they say, we think this is the right thing. We're going to put it out. And then if it's really not what you want, then we'll go ahead and scale it back. So this, to me, I think is a first that I've seen them listen to the, listen to the, the um, critique um, feedback up front and then make that change before it became an issue. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have been on the destiny Reddit, but for it to get 13,000 people to agree to something that quickly, on yeah. that subreddit. That's no small <laughs> feat. <laughs> right. This was, this wasn't a, this wasn't just a few people or a specific majority or a, you know, the casuals versus the rate. Right? This was a, 
the populace as a whole went, yikes. <laughs> no! Maybe we should, right, and it was like, maybe we should scale that back. And then and they kind of leaned into it going, you know, well, this is kind of, you know, what we think we have this. And uh, Cosmo, I guess, it, it was in that. And within, like, one day it was, we hear what you're saying. Can you Can you separate this out? Is it power level? Is it artifact level? And then, you know, of course, the comments and the feedback came in. And I, I was really surprised how, for the most part, respectful the community was for such a hot-button issue for something as big as Trials. They were very respectful um, and communicated it well, and Bungie listened. Well, that's good so, because yeah. I imagine if they were, weren't respectful, Bungie may have just thrown the hammer and said, well, fine, we're just not going to release Trials yet. No, they would have. They would have put it out in its state, going, "Well, you just, you know, there's there's a difference between feedback and complaining." Yeah. Right? And if it came off as complaining, they're just going to go, "Oh, okay, it's our, you know, the usual people. We can't make them happy. Put it out there." But we did it. We we as a community did it the right way, and you know, kudos to everyone involved. Because trials is such an integral part of Destiny. It it is what kept it alive. Right, it saved it. At the end of D1, and it saved D1 back in House of Wolves. I am by no means a PvP player. I'm a PvE player, but I love to play Trials. Right. And Even I mean, though I'm not that great at it. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, like, I, I had my one lighthouse. I got carried um, by you know, someone who has now made a very good career for himself starting doing Trials carries. Um, so yeah, while it's not my cup of tea, I do enjoy it. I just, you know, I, I want to see everyone kind of be happy with it because there was entertainment value into it. Even when I wasn't playing it, even just watching, watching the, mm-hmm. the, the, the drama behind what, you know, getting someone getting into their sixth or their seventh card. And then, Oh, we, we use our mercy. It was, it was good TV. It was musty TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I love the fact that it's Trials of Osiris, not Trials of the Nine. Mm-hmm. And there is no freaking self-resin warlocks to worry about. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey, hey. hey, 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 hey. That was such a crutch, and it was so dirty. I mean, it... It, it, it was it, strategy. It was not strategy. <laughs> it was even strategy for when you beat that round and you knew they had a super that you had one teammate and they knew to watch that warlock and it was were watching that orb. And it's like, he's going to pop up. He's going to pop up. And then all of a sudden they start the animation. They come up and you pull that sniper out and you plink and it's, you catch him right in the animation. It's like, that's so satisfying, but also so dirty to self res and, you know, <laughs> and come back and you have a super and you have that overshield and you were able to wipe the other team because everybody's right close and not expecting it. And man, that was so dirty. You know what they say, use whatever, don't apologize. Right. And that was <laughs> and that was before you even had a visual indicator that a super was up. So like yeah. even when I was even when I was down, they knew I was a self res, someone to have to babysit me, and it was like bait and a heavy. My teammates could come around and just clean up because they knew they were somewhere around me. Now, how do you think it's going to affect things with uh, they also discussed how they're going to start like ramp, you know, winding back on legendary, you know, uh, uh, weapons 
pretty much making them obsolete going forward for past ones. That way you're not playing with year old guns in today's metas. You know, know, it's, it's kind of necessary. And my, my only worry, and it's a small worry because it's really not a big deal in the grand scheme of things is that they'll say, Oh, we're going to take, uh, um, last perdition and we're going to put a new color scheme on it and call it next perdition. (laughs) Right. I I mean, at, at that point, what was the point of removing it from the game? Yeah. Right. Now, I, I, I get that there's logistical issues and there's a lot of memory that needs to be cleaned up. And there's and they have the data. They know what weapons are and aren't being used. So you take But I those... think they're, they're laying everything for Destiny 3 because they can't just continue to add on to Destiny 2. Right. Well, they, I mean, yeah, regardless of whether they do a 3 or just keep kind of reiterating and cycling through story and cycling through content, they're, in, they're having a memory issue. Yeah. So... If it if it means if like I said if they can pull the bottom one hundred used guns that if, you know oh the, this gun has been used three times in the past three months it can probably go away because right now Destiny Two's pushing what close to two hundred gigs uh, it's big one seventy eight yeah hey you never know this this fall we might have Destiny Three I doubt it I'm, I'm I'd be leaning more to 2021. Yeah, but that's it right there. You're unexpected because <laughs> think of the self-resing warlock, man. Nobody thinks he's going to come back and then boom, they're back. No, I'm kidding. You never <laughs> grenades know. At you, yeah. Yeah, no. I think it would be cool if, when they when they do release it. Don't say anything. Right? Don't even no. tease it until a week before release and be like, "Hey, by the way, it's here." One thing that was also announced with the rollback of the power level, they are keeping the mod artifacts. And they made some pretty significant changes in the TWAB today. Uh, anti-barrier rounds are going to be very friendly for people that are trying to take out Titan Shields. 60% damage buff. Secondary weapons are getting a, a damage buff on that. No, no, no. Titan Shield itself is getting a buff. But... You get that anti-barrier rounds on it, and it's it's going to go down fast. So it's it's that giving makes sense, you though. right. It's 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 still kind of maintaining the usefulness of that artifact. You know, with the unique things you could do with it, you still have to equip it to a gun. You're still limit like you can't just sit there and keep cycling out guns during your match. You got to mm-hmm. kind of know what you're doing. But so they're keeping that. It's got it got a few hockles raised, but I I, I kind of like it. I like that it's actually got an, it. it it's got some worth. That's not just PVE. Yes. Right. Oh, cool. Awesome. Well, looks like we got a lot of uh, a lot of things to look forward to in the coming weeks in Destiny. That's for sure. A lot of changes. New season. Everything. A week away. By the now, time we uh, have our next podcast, we'll be playing Trials. I can't right. wait. Um, I don't know what this V is, but <laughs> you'll play too, dude. I love Trials. Uh, one thing uh, that I don't know if you guys caught this, but it was in the mainstream media today. Uh, they released uh, or showed the external hard drive for a PlayStation 5. Oh, I didn't Anybody see catch it. that. It was highlighted here at PAX East. They actually did like a little, you know, a presentation on it and everything. So it's an external hard drive for a PS5. So it's not going to have an internal. It'll have an external. 
Kind of like how uh, the Xbox was. Remember how the old Xbox 360, you could detach the hard drive off there or the, you know, the memory? Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember. So it's going to be, your, they, is gonna it gonna be a removable hard drive or an actual external that's going to plug in? Vi- vi- so it's like plop on, plop off, like the original Xbox 360. Didn't see exactly how it worked. I was up in the booth when they announced it and we're going over it, but there's an article out right now that dives more into it. They did show, oh, it's right there. Somebody pulled the SSD. Yeah, yeah it, it's a module. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So is this a supplementary drive or is this going to be the main drive? To be announced. I'm going to go ahead and say this is an external secondary. There has to be an internal one somewhere, a spindle, something similar to that on that spectrum that a lot of the system programs and everything are running off of. And this is purely going to be something that your games and everything are going to be saved on. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if going this is f- a, a way of cutting costs. Because they're going costs, full SSD. Yeah, the, I mean, the SSD games and everything pull up a lot quicker off an SSD and are a lot more stable than coming off like the internal, uh, I call it a spindle, but yeah, the, right, right. the, pla- the plater. Uh, yeah. Plater drives, yeah. Like the no, I mean, my thought behind that is if you do something like this, you give, you know, instead of buying, I have to buy the, I have to buy the PS five, the two terabyte version. I can buy the PS five, whatever it is. And then I can then choose my one tera, two tera, four tera, eight tera external drive, so they don't have to provide that in their initial price, right? Mm-hmm. That could be it's one way, way to think of it. Or it's a way to keep going, the cost down. Yeah, I'm right. going over to Alan's house this weekend, and I want to bring my games with me, and I can just take off my hard drive off this my PS5 and bring that over to Alan's house and snap it onto his. Right, and that's a that's a nice side bonus, right? Yeah, yeah, I I'd be more along the lines of it being kind of like that, but we'll find out. Because when I upgraded my my PS4's hard drive, it, it's easy, but it still takes some work to do. Because mm. well, you have to. Oh, sorry. Continue. Oh, go. Because you have just have to remove the back panel and then remove the screws. If it's this type of module, it's like a plug and play type of thing. Mm-hmm. I've heard. I have friends that do this with their PS4s. They just plug in an SSD external and yeah. have games run better off that than off the internal. Yeah. Um, right. The throughput through USB 3 is still greater than the internal platter drive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely. It would be we'll neat see. to have a cartridge that you could pull out. Cartridge games, dear God. <laughs> Are we in the 90s? <laughs> uh, the good old the 80s, NES. man. That was like you're talking oh, eighty seven, eighty nine. Oh, you had them in the nineties too. Oh yeah, back of the did, Super but, Nintendo. Yeah, they were. Oh god, makes me. All think those Super A-track. Nintendo games worked better than the 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 NES games. Yeah, yeah, but uh, also at the uh, at PAX uh, today, there's a really big praise. Uh, Nintendo has a huge presence this year. Huge. Their Animal Crossing stage looks like the stage of like a Barney episode. Like it's huge. <laughs> I'm dude, you guys laugh. I got pictures of it. It doesn't even do it justice. Like everything is life size and it's 
oh my gosh, I can't even describe how big it is, but they did a whole camping scene, full size, like plastic trees and everything. It looks straight out of the game, but you can walk across. They even did something with the lighting to make the floor look like it was on a beach. That's awesome. Like it's waves. Nice. Like projection, it's cool. projection mapping. Yeah. Uh, actually, tell you the truth, uh, Rebecca, um, do, do, do. I got to find her card because I want to get her name right. A person came by our booth today, Rebecca Murr. She was a digital product manager for Ad Council. Mm. And she was working with a uh, new program that is called uh, SeizeTheAwkward.org. They are working with uh, Gilded Wars. And on the back of the Gilded Wars booth is their wall, which is a dry erase. And they're using it as an opportunity for people visiting to con to write a shout out to organizations that have made an impact on them or persons that have made a positive impact on them or help them in any way. And just writing your shout out on the wall, they'll give you a seize the awkward pin. So it's a nice little feature that they're not really, you know, advertising all too much, but it's a really, you know, positive and impactful like thing that they're really doing on the on the convention floor that i really wanted to you know talk about you know i'll take a picture of it tomorrow the wall and uh i'll blast it on our our social so a little more it gets a little more uh a little more exposure because i really think it's a nice feature um and I don't even know where to freaking start. There's just so much down the floor. Uh, there's supposed to be a big Borderlands announcement tomorrow and uh, a thousand other things. I, I, I really don't even know where to start. I'm sure we'll be able to talk more next episode in terms of everything that happened at PAX. Absolutely, because there's still three full days, and this is only the first day, and the big announcements and everything tend to happen on Fridays. So. We'll see uh, what gets announced. I'll I'll listen for when people are like yelling because usually when they <laughs> yell, that's usually when you that's I mean, your sign for happening. something. Yeah, given, something. Given the way the ticket sales look, they'd be smart to do a lot of them on Saturday. Saturday's sold out. Yeah, they'd be smart to do a lot any major announcements on Saturday because that's going to be the most amount of people there. Yeah, but if they do it on Friday, it'll drive that hype for people to come on Saturday. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Yep, but. No, that's that's it. That's all I have for right now. Does anybody else have any more gaming news? Anything else that they want to talk about? Not really, because I think everything's being saved for, for packs or after packs. Yeah. Right. And the only other thing I heard of today, and unfortunately it was work, so I couldn't really tune into it. I guess uh, Baldur's Gate had a revival today and had a big stream. Yes. So. Yes, actually. Uh, it's a 20-year-old franchise that that decided to come back to life. <laughs> it is. And I'm, I'm, dude, I could email this to you, but I'm not going to. It's such a terrible picture. I actually, uh, Lorian Studios has actually brought the Mind Flare there. And they had a uh, an artist actually make it. And you can take your picture taken with it, just like a amusement park ride, a photo <laughs> op. So you can have your picture taken with the Mind Flare from Boulder's gate and then when you do they give you a sweet boulders gate lanyard oh nice. that's neat but, yeah NBA. a lot of the studios a lot of the studios are uh doing a lot of nice giveaways for people this year so 
Yeah, definitely. Nothing better that's, than free souvenirs. Yep, and exactly. that's why I'm 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 saying to myself like, this is Alan's first packs. He's coming to help with the booth, and it's like this is Alan's first packs. He's not going to be at the booth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will on the floor. He's going to come back and go. Is there any waters over here? <laughs> oh no, I'm I gotta I'm going to clean out my Camelback. I'm bringing that thing with me. I did see somebody with a camel pack, so you should be good. Just uh, when you get to the the entry, uh, have everything out of your pockets, all metal and everything, and just let them search your bag and everything and try and get through it as fast as possible. Even oh, yeah, take your badge me. off. Make sure to leave my knife at home. Yeah, don't bring that. <laughs> you know. But, yeah, they're not going to stop anybody for vapes and stuff like that. Like, you're fine for camel packs. I saw somebody have one today. But, yeah, no, that's it. Um if anybody doesn't have anything else, uh, I think we'll wrap it up. Uh, I know I'm tired. <laughs> I'm sure you want to go to bed. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys so much for jumping on. This was kind of an impromptu episode. And, uh, you know, thank you guys so much for for taking the time to come on tonight and, you know, chat and get this little extra bonus episode. Yeah, um, I'm glad so. we could do it. I'm glad we yeah, made it happen. Yeah. So. Yeah, I really love the topic talking about social anxiety and then convention etiquette because I, I think it's something that is talked about but not stressed, you know, enough mm-hmm. that, you know, people understand it, you know, and know how large crowds and stuff like that can impact somebody. But also like knowing proper etiquette will kind of it'll help everybody there, you know, and it's one thing that, you know, should truly uh, if you're going to an event, you know, take it to heart, you know live by it fair but, enough awesome so i got i'm tired but i'm thanks. rambling now <laughs> <All right. laughs> but thanks for for everyone for joining and i'm sure we're going to be talking more about packs next time we we do an episode absolutely Indeed. alan enjoy yourself yes <laughs> I, shall, like I, I shall like i said joe enjoy the con for me Hmm. I will. Uh, I have to meet Ken, our friend Ken Hall from Two Dog Games. Uh, he's got something special uh, he, he's bringing in. And they don't have a booth this year, but I'm meeting with him tomorrow. So he's got something special he wants to give me to pay it forward to uh, you. So. Awesome. Nice. I, I know they just uh, made a tweet today about a novel for Destiny's Sword. Destiny's Sword's first novel. Why do you have to read social media? It was supposed to be a surprise, man. I knew what it was. No, it's a it's a signed copy of the novel. Oh, awesome. Yeah, uh, copy of the novel. And actually, he's talked to us last time we were chatting with him. He talked mm-hmm. to us about the person who was doing the cover art and everything. He's a local person from down in the city. So they're really talented. Awesome. So I'm really excited to see it tomorrow. Nice. But, nope, that's it. That's all we got. And uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, you can find us on... Uh, all the social medias, uh, Guardians MH. Uh, you can email us on our website, uh, support at guardiansmh.org. Uh, check out our website, uh, guardiansmh.org, for more mental health resources, uh, programs, and content that we're developing and have. And also uh, meet the staff and people that make the positive impacts and make you know Guardians MH what it is. Uh, you can find all that information on our website. You can find more on our podcast at wherever you get your podcast from you can also uh utilize our discord server where you can great uh peer support network on there as well and we would love to have you 
uh, join us on there. It's really fantastic. Again, I'm Joe, one of your hosts. You know, with me tonight is uh, Dr. Goku, Alan, and Nate. And thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye, everyone. See ya. Bye.